OpenGov is the leader in modern cloud software for our nation's cities, counties, and states. Built exclusively for the unique budgeting, procurement, financial management, and citizen service needs of the public sector, OpenGov makes administrations more collaborative, streamlines mission-critical processes, and enables best-in-class communication with local residents. Visit OpenGov.com to learn more. Welcome to Voices in Local Government, an ICMA podcast. My name is Joe Superville. Brittany Carter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Where are you joining us from today? So I'm joining you from the lovely state of Washington, King County area, which is where I work. I work for the um, Office of Performance Strategy and Budget for King County. All right. that's That incorporates the Seattle area, correct? Yeah. So if you think of all those tech giants, so you think of Seattle, Bellevue, Redmond, right? King County houses all of those um, big names. Yeah, and so big, pretty big population, pretty big budget as well. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about two, uh, just shy of about two and a half million residents. So. Okay, what is your title there? But maybe more importantly, what impact do you have working for the people of King County? Yeah, so my title is research analyst, um, and the work that I do is much more comprehensive. I work in customer experience management, which basically means that. It's my job to make sure that we, as a government entity, are easy to do business with and that um, folks can get what they need from us since we regulate them to come to us. It's my job to make sure that that process is easy um, and equitable and and fair. Which is not an easy job, I don't think, um, <laughs> as listeners probably know. It's, it's tough. Local government kind of has that thing where... The citizens kind of don't even know you're there until something has gone wrong and they're not happy about it. And then it's kind of an uphill battle. But people like you and plans that you've put in place, which we're going to get into, can make it easier and can improve customer service, well, which we will get to just in a minute. But quickly, I wanted to ask, tell us a little bit about your background right before local government. In in the notes there, it said you were a surrogate hippo mom. So tell the audience about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my background is actually in psychology with somewhat of a specialization in animal behavior. I had always kind of wanted to be a wildlife biologist and behavior was always super intriguing. And I actually spent several weeks in South Africa on a rehabilitation farm working with juvenile rhinos. And at this time they had a baby hippo there who had been stuck in a water well. And so then they came and brought her here or brought her there um, where I was. And yeah, she was like my little puppy. We did everything together. We hung out together. We did bottle feeds together. We did not sleep in the same area because hippos are gross. But, um, but yeah, so that that happened. And then I ended up um, kind of continuing to pursue that kind of human behavior, human interest track and um, found myself in higher education. And then um, looking more into how to make processes easier for students. And so that really kind of continued my track into the public sector and landed me where I am now in King County. All right. I will try and refrain from making a joke comparing juvenile rhinos to angry um, citizens there in local government. (laughs) But I will say the psychology and the behavior in general Mm -hmm. definitely transfers over to what you're doing. And I think maybe there's a myth, maybe there's not about how analytics and math don't always cross over with people skills or understanding behavior, but they're not mutually exclusive. I think they do. It seems like you're kind of proof right right there in, in having both skill sets. 
Yeah, there's definitely a nexus there that allows some really good process improvement opportunities. Okay, so let's get into it. Customer service analytics. Let's start with this. How do you standardize when collecting customer feedback? I think especially across departments, across whatever the citizen is trying to get done, there might be surveys, there might be this or that, but how do you just start with standardizing so this data is kind of uniform and then you can measure it from there? Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest questions is how do you standardize a customer, right? Because there's so many different types of customers. There's so many different types of businesses. So standardizing them doesn't necessarily seem like something that can happen when you're trying to, you know, interact with humans and humans are, we don't come in a standard, right? So um, really when it's, when you're thinking about standardizing customer experience, where are I started with was standardizing the questions that we ask them when we're talking when we're asking them for feedback. So really it just comes back to standardizing the metrics that we'd want to gather. And so what we really look at in King County is um, building this model and this framework for asking the same questions on the same scale. So what that looks like is we ask questions around satisfaction with the service that they received. Do they trust King County? Was it easy to do? Was the t- was it was it efficient? Were the people kind? Were they treated fairly? Right. So those are standard questions that we're able to ask, and really can be re- copy and pasted in any environment. So whether that's a you know a front facing customer entity or whether that's kind of an employee facing customer entity, those questions can be standardized. So we standardize that process in which we are gathering that feedback and then where you know the beauty is is where we when we collect that data and we look at it we then use the voice of the customer to design and personalize those touch points which is not part of that standardization right so those touch points are and those businesses are able to really personalize it for the customer and how do you test all that so we are able to so actually when we started this framework we slow rolled it. We did a couple of pilots, maybe seven to 10 pilots of just testing to make sure that the measurement worked. Um, And then we changed it at every iteration. So, um, you know, with the first pilot, we learned a lot. We changed the framework, tested it again with with another pilot, changed the framework. So now we are at a place where the framework seems pretty consistent. What, through through implementation, and now we're able to use that those insights to gather that information from the customer to really change the experience, and then we validate it with them. We ask them, you know, did this, you know, we were able to watch the data to see if those changes made nece- necessary impacts, and we've been able to see that through a couple of different lines of businesses now um, who have been requesting feedback and making changes and they see that and their satisfaction scores are increasing. Okay. So this program has been in place long enough to kind of get some of that measurements and success really, like you can prove it, that it's working. Yes. We're sorry. We're, we're on the other side now. So we've been able, we're we're going, we're headed towards the other side now, I should say. Um, We've been kind of testing this framework for going on, over three years now, and now we're really able to start to see those trends and what's what's changing as businesses implement different process improvements. Okay, so next question. That all makes sense. I think people can follow and maybe they've tried similar things at their jurisdictions, but what about that question of actually how? So you, you explain the what and what you're doing, 
but how in terms of resources with people yourself, like you were hired to do this, but maybe even the software programs or the tools, resources, because it's not that easy. Every You can't just magically do that. The day-to-day is tough. And as we all know, this is the question I ask almost every episode, how, how is it paid for, which we'll get to, but budgets are tough. So whether it's people, the products, the software, how are you actually doing this day-to-day? I think, you know, we all understand kind of the constraints of, of government and what what might get a budget, what might not. And those are just kind of tough decisions that have to be made. So the initial investment was in my position, right? Getting an analyst on board to create this measurement framework. And when we started, when I started developing this framework for measurement, it became very clear that we can measure and collect the data all day long, but if we're not doing anything with the process or we're doing anything with that information, then we're not truly investing in this process. Um, And so really what it meant for me was being able to find small and big wins to be able to show the value of this work. And that's really where the pilots came in. We started with departments and agencies that were willing and ready to uh, test this that wanted to implement some type of feedback system for their customers and for me what i would do is i would go into the agency help them form a core team what i called a cx core team to really be the people that are going to carry this through when i've removed myself from the situation so that is just using the resources that are already there and the hands that are already willing to be able to do this work and just being able to show the value in these small pockets that are small and large pockets that are testing this methodology to get that leadership interest and to get that buy-in so that we can then later on start having conversations about resourcing. So it's really finding those small, quick wins, whether that's highlighting what good customer service or good customer experience is and you know, making that part of the, the organizational communication so that people are starting to hear this word customer experience often, or it's doing things like testing or piloting a measurement methodology in small areas that are willing and want that information so that you can gather those insights and make move that information upwards to leadership so that their interest is now peaked as well. So it really started with starting small and going from there. Okay. And that's, I think that's encouraging to hear because as we talked about earlier, King County is big, the budget's big, but it sounds like you all didn't have this perfectly figured out years and years ago. They brought you in somewhat recently to get going. So there's always first steps to take regardless of what location or what budget or what scale any local government is at. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a matter of just kind of deciding how you're going to start and what that looks like. We, I'm, you know, even as far as you had mentioned, Joe, the technology solution, we didn't have this glorious feedback system for customers. And so really it was asking the questions of what is available? What do we have currently? What are people using? And forming those relationships with our IT department to be able to, to help me understand what is currently available that we don't have to make a large investment in. And there's always something. It might not be the biggest and the best and the flashiest, but when you're needing to get started, you get started with what you have to show the value so that you can really make an, um, an investment later on. Right. That goes back to the people skills. You're working with IT directly or whoever else it might be to come up with the best you can to take the incremental steps, which is something right. I think that's repeatable elsewhere. 
So one other question on the data, how do you reconcile that situation where it's a lot of low-end feedback, high-end feedback? Some people are maybe pleasantly surprised or just had an amazing experience and happy to give you all those fives out of fives. On the other end, despite the best efforts, things just didn't go well. People are frustrated. They're, they want to vent about it and they're going to give you the zero or the one. Coming from someone who has that difficulty when we're even looking at marketing data, but I'm not really the number expert. How do you figure out uh, or what kind of like sample sizes are needed to kind of make sure that it's not only the loud extremes clouding the overall numbers? Right. Yeah. So I think starting off with sample size and understanding the volume. Um, so one of the biggest things is understanding the volume of your customers. And that's what we work with a lot of departments in is that first collection of data. When they come to you, they're often filling out an application or making a phone call. And so just understanding that volume that's coming in and you're able to juxtapose that against, you know, the amount of responses that are coming in and really trying to understand sample size in that way. The other question that you ask is one that comes up very often, right? We have high scores and we have low scores. And that's that's very much true. Um, and you also do have the in-between. I think it's even more important because with government, it's not like we our customers have anywhere else to go. You can't go get a permit in another county, right? You unless can't I go pack get a, up and move. Yeah, unless you I'm move. <laughs> exactly. It's not like, oh, the vehicle res- vessel registration is down today i'll just go yeah. over a county away and do that right so which is so, are, sorry to interrupt but that's also i think part of the frustration from the citizens point of view it's like hey these people aren't doing what i need and maybe they don't have to because they know like what is the alternative and exactly. i'm not saying that's true that's the stereotype that mm-hmm. people like you have to overcome in customer service yeah that's the feeling and so i it's my you know part of my job is to remind folks we regulate them to come to us. They have nowhere else to go. So the, the, at the bare minimum, we can make that process easy and efficient. And so what you are going to see, what you can see in the data is we have those highs um, and we have those lows, but we can't let that scare us from asking the feedback anyway. Because what I found most valuable is we ha- they answer the questions and we have our, our scales and our matrix and we also have some open comments and some open text that people can kind of just free fall and dump everything that they have in there. And in that comments is where that rich information really comes from. And those that's, ideas about process improvements come from. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the ICMA membership survey that I, way above my head how they get that done. But when it does and we get to see it, I, I like the comment section and try and get some nuggets out of there. So next topic, uh, equity in customer service and even this data analytics. It's a complex human dynamic. It's messy, as we all know, for good and for bad. How does that fit into an otherwise kind of math or process heavy situation? Because again, I don't think mutually exclusive. There are ways you can do it, but practical applications or tips, how do you actually get that in to your, to your work in this yeah, equity is in everything. It's a part of everything. You can find ways. There, there are ways that we go about our processes and making sure that you're adding that lens and that mindset of equity is really important. And customer experience is one of the most important ways that we need to infuse equity. And I think what often happens is that we get the data and so what we we what we offer on our surveys is we request demographic information that's optional. So 
age, our age, gender identity, race, ethnicity, disability identity. And so when we get the data back, we're able to look at data through the lens of those varying groups. So we can see who's having a hard time with the process, who's having an easier time with the process. And that's kind of the end bucket, right? So we're able to look at that information with the demographic data. However, if that's the only part of the process that we are in including equity, then we are missing a lot of other important facets. So in the measurement guidebook that I've published, you'll see that there are opportunities to incorporate equity from the beginning. The moment you decide to do some type of feedback framework or feedback measurement, equity should be infused in who's on that team deciding what questions that you are asking. How are you handling the positional authority, those power dynamics um, within yeah, that team? Yeah, more input up front. Exactly. So there's going to be a lot of information that needs to happen before and during and after the data collection. So that equity piece is part of the bigger King County customer experience guidebook, which is available online. Audience, you can Google King County customer experience measurement guidebook, or we'll have it linked on the podcast page and whatever app you might be listening to right now. But Brittany, can you just tell us a little bit more about kind of what and why this is and yeah. how, and then we'll get to how this can help someone else listening to replicate what you're doing where they're working. Yes. So this came out of, you know, we had talked about what, how do we operate um, with the constraints of government and this and resourcing. And this guidebook was produced because I couldn't figure out a way to clone myself. Right. <laughs> so this guidebook was literally is literally my brain and the way that we improve this process, this experience measurement process in a document. And so really the idea was that if I'm not available or some, you know, folks are wanting to go ahead and start out. What does it look like for them to take up this guidebook and do the work? And that's really what this guidebook is, is the step-by-step -step process of how to implement a measurement framework to get customer feedback. Okay. And that goes back to wherever someone might be listening. Hey, we don't have the budget King County does. So what, what are we supposed to do about this? We can't hire a Brittany, but it sounds like this is a viable alternative to at least get started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On that guidebook, if there is no one with your role or skill set at a location, who is kind of the best or most approximate job type, title, whatever it might be? It might not be the city county manager, be a department head or someone else, but who's kind of the closest version that could understand this guidebook and start implementing it or at least kind of incorporating it as part of their job? Yes. So immediately I think of anybody with like a continuous improvement background. Um, or a lean background, that would be a really great person to take this up and run with it. And the guidebook is written in very detailed, it's very detailed about the process and there's templates and everything available within the guidance document too. And the idea was that if anybody in a department decided they wanted to do this work, how would they start? And so really while a continuous improvement person or a maybe um, you know, a manager of customer experience or customer service might be the best candidates, I would say that the importance is, is of this guidance document is that somebody who has this interest, who notices this gap, would like to start but doesn't know how to start, this guidance document is for them. Okay. And I think most places do have some version of customer service, but this is a little bit like a longer time horizon of instead of just a daily grind of trying to keep up with what's coming in, this is a bigger picture, how we can improve the process for the future. Is that accurate? 
That's that's accurate. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And that's, I think, the goal and why we are talking today. So thank you, Brittany, for sharing your expertise on analytics and testing and customer service for local government. Thank you for having me.